0: Yo, what is up everybody? Welcome back to the 8020 series.
1: New episodes released every Monday at 8:20 a.m. I'm your host Jeremy and I'm Daniel. And on this podcast, we like to break down what we call the 20 factor, the motivation that drives a person to do what they love to do. All right, welcome back to the best podcast in the world. I can't believe the year is almost over, Daniel. What is up, man? I know it's crazy, dude. It's already November. It's about to be Thanksgiving and pretty soon in the blink of an eye it's going to be December, the holidays and 2022, bro. Just like that, just like that.
0: Do you feel like we've accomplished enough on our own personal stuff or
1: do you feel like we could have done more or Dude, I don't know. Like ever since COVID, I just feel like Time has been moving slower in terms of like career compared to all of the external things that are happening. And so what I mean by that is like, if you compare the growth of a career to the way things are moving, such as stocks or crypto or like the markets, it just feels like it's moving much slower, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's kind of like what I think personally, I feel like this year has gone by so quick. And I actually haven't done one of those things where you sit down and look back at the year. I think that's something important that I need to do. I'll probably do that in like December. Uh Um, But yeah, I feel like in terms of Winners Collective, I mean, we started this podcast, which is probably the biggest news of Winners Collective. Yeah. And then we started that. I'm looking at our episode one right now. It was released August 2nd. Holy crap. So it's not even been like a full year yet. It hasn't, bro. It's only been, what, three and a half months? Yeah. Damn. That's nuts. And I mean, I feel like if you look at it in terms of progress like that, like, hey, in three and a half months, we were able to get ad placement some pretty incredible guests. I feel like we've definitely been moving in the right direction.
0: Yeah, no, totally agreed with you I, on all counts. Like, yeah, when you mentioned crypto, I I compare that to so since I do social media as a career essentially, I compare that to my social media followings and <laughs> like right now the rate of what I'm invested in for Ethereum is literally growing exponentially faster than the rate I'm getting followers. Right. But yeah. I was like it is literally easier to get money from my investment than it is to just get a freaking new fall like
1: what in the world yeah dude so it feels like we're in like this rat race all over again but instead of competing against ourselves we're competing against the markets like other markets that are moving at like incredible speeds and yeah i don't know if that's necessarily a good thing because it can't you can't help but feel like damn maybe i'm not going as fast as i should oh my god yeah you know but again that's comparison culture there's uh definitely detrimental factors to that so i think it's always good to focus on your lane but that's just how i, I feel feel in terms of the progress this year yeah agreed
0: i'm really happy with the podcast the direction of the podcast and for you guys our listeners i'm so happy and stoked to like see you interacting with us like it is so amazing to know like wow we put out like an hour episode and you've tuned in like we're looking at the analytics like for 90 of it which is like You gave us like almost an hour of your time. That's insane. Yeah.
1: We're better than uh, their Spotify playlist right now, bro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We freaking made it. But I guess for this podcast, let's talk about some of our guests and what other, um, like what what was exciting in terms of like, bringing on the different guests like who was your favorite guest to get started yeah oh man I mean, That's, that's really why do you have hard? to drop a bomb know. on me dude right uh, in the I'm beginning sorry, man. but i mean okay maybe you can have multiple favorite guests but is
1: there like a story that you like really resonate with <sighs> man okay i don't want to say like favorite guests but i'll just say i do have two guests that I, I really did enjoy okay their story um and that was one uh the Randall podcast and then two, it was the Viet podcast.
0: Oh, okay. Let's let's jump into Randall's podcast. Okay, what was
1: exciting? So for Randall's, that was exciting to me because it just felt like it was the most raw in terms of yeah. um the direction it went. You know, yeah, like yeah. I feel like it was like no filters, uh-huh. uh huh, just straight. Tell us exactly how it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know how Randall is. He's just straight to the point, no bullshit. And he will uh tell us whatever you know he wants to tell us. Yeah. And I felt like that interview, there was no holding back on his end, which made for a very authentic podcast.
0: Yeah. Agreed. I, I feel like a big part of that, too, is maybe it's his own confidence in his brand and just how long he's been established. Right. For. Like I noticed like for people that have hit that finish line and are really secure in their position they have like no filter and they can just go on and talk about whatever they want and they will lay
1: down the land as is. Right. Right. And I think to go off of that too is that's also Randall's brand. You know, like if you look at him, he's known as like the dude who just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's going to get his shit done. He's going to handle it and he's just going to keep moving forward. And I also think that part of the reason why he was comfortable with that too is because he was very comfortable with you and like the host aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important because um, obviously uh, a person who, doesn't really know us if they come onto a podcast, it can be uh, a little bit nerve-wracking in the beginning. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I really like how we both do, you know, our best effort to try to make the guests feel comfortable and at home. Yeah, agreed.
0: And then on that same note, Viet, so interesting story for you guys here. Viet is our first guest we had on the podcast where both of us did not have an immediate first hand connection. He's not a he was not originally a homie. Like he wasn't a friend that grew up with us. He wasn't um like someone that was just like a direct connection that we knew. How I got via it was I remember sitting in the car one day. We were going to a restaurant. We're going to Dave's Hot Chicken. And nice. then someone brought up that like, hey, this is actually a part of the chain of restaurants in Key Concepts. And I was just thinking, like, what is Key Concepts? Oh, it's the place that also owns Vox Soup Noodle Bar and and all these other restaurants with two to three hour lines. Yeah, and yeah. then I was just like, does someone own this? So... I texted Trong, another guest on our podcast, because yeah. I was like, all right, Trong's in the food industry. Maybe Trong will know who this person is. Yeah, And lo and behold, Trong was like, I think it's this guy. He goes by Viet and he gave me his contact. And from there, I just slid in Viet's DMs. and I, just, <laughs> I literally shot my shot. And
1: Uh, he succeeded yeah
0: like he he literally replied back and then I got in touch with him we scheduled the whole thing and we got the episode in yeah so it was really cool to be like wow dude like he actually gave us his time and day and you guys don't know this but when we did our podcast when we first walked into that room he said like meet me in my office right so we go there it's like this corporate building super nice like glass windows all the way down. It's like reflected and stuff. I'm trying to paint you a really good <laughs> picture here. We go into this room and I remember just seeing him like super intently working, working on his iPad. Uh-huh. Right. And he's like, Oh, you guys can just set up over there. Right. Yeah, so yeah. We, were, we were like, all right, this guy's like business, dude. All right. Makes sense. He's the owner of all this. So we're setting up our mics. We're putting this whole thing together, setting the whole thing down. And then like, he, he, like, sits back in his chair, flips his iPad around. He's like, oh, I'm just finishing the Dota 2 World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, dude, what? Yeah. And backstory, Dota 2 is basically an esports, or esports. It's a it's a game, and he's watching, like, an esports tournament. And we were like, dude, the CEO and owner of this business is a normal person that just enjoys other things, like, that we do, too. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, that was funny. I remember that.
0: <laughs> right? I, I remember, sh- like, we were like, shh should like, be quiet? Like he's going yeah. let, let, let him focus. And then like he flips that thing around on us. And it was, it was insane, dude. I just, that was an amazing podcast. And I'd, I'd have to say like, that's actually one of my favorite podcasts as well. Not yeah. just because uh he wasn't a direct connection, but for the sheer fact that he was able to just open up to us and really share like all of these details with us. Right. Like not just about his journey, but even like about his numbers and like how much his restaurant, earned and how much he was like dirt poor broke and stuck in it was like it just made that journey feel so much
1: more tangible yeah 100 percent. and i think part of the reason why i really loved that podcast was because it impacted me emotionally um and i think that's because of the fact that he was so honest about the process and just the struggles that he went through and i feel like that's the whole part of entrepreneurship that i personally like to hear about you know And, and that's Why every time we get people on, like, I want to know about the struggles because that's the part that we deal with on a daily basis. And that's the part that, you know, I'm not afraid to say, like, I admit I I need help getting through those dark times. Yeah. You know, and it's just amazing to hear other people get through it and how they got through it. Yeah. Because it also gives you a little bit of hope, too, you know. and so. Um, yeah for me the Viet one I loved it because of the struggle the amount of shit he had to go through to get to where he is today and the fact that he was like yeah it literally happened like this I mean not like you know within a day but yeah. literally he was saying like I had nothing and then all of a sudden like the tide changed and we have key concepts and the rest is history it's, it's just crazy man yeah it's
0: so crazy it's easy for him to say it now but I'm pretty sure as he was going through those moments it must have been so rough dude like I know like some of the moments that really got to me was when he told us how he was proposing to his wife with that $25 ring for yeah. Macy's. He's like, see, I literally never forget that detail. Yeah. And then even like in her headshot, like on the website, I think she's still wearing that ring right. or he showed us photos of when they were pregnant or when she was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah,
1: she had the ring on. Yeah. And it's
0: like, that's freaking crazy, dude. Yeah.
1: And to add to that too, for the listeners who probably don't know while we were doing that, podcast viet was actually showing us on his ipad pictures and videos throughout the process yep and it's just super unfortunate that the listeners couldn't see it yeah but to give you guys a picture it was literally videos of him in this janky small kitchen when he was hitting rock bottom and he's just talking to the camera you know saying like guys You know, we don't have much sales, but I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep believing. And it's just really crazy to see because it's not like this is a video he took like last week. You know, this is Mm -hmm. a video he took in the full like lowest point of his career. Yeah. You know, and then there was another one too, like the one where he was in the kitchen cooking something and there was a fucking hole in the roof and there was water (laughs) dripping down and while it's dripping down and he's like catching all of it in like a bag, he's you know, just taking people's orders. He's going back to the kitchen and making everything. And just to kind of see that visual um, video and the pictures, it just really helped to, I guess, amplify the entire story.
0: Yeah. I mean, and at that time he had no employees either. So if you really think about it, that means he had to somehow place this bucket so it could catch water (laughs) temporarily, set the camera up in some place that's like propped up and then go back and cook while he's talking and catching the water. Like, dude, what in the world yeah
1: and like jeremy i want to ask you this because assume it's extremely difficult to record yourself when times are really fucking tough you know because like even for us bro it's hard for us to record videos in the beginning stages before progress begins because a lot of people they feel you know some type of you know anxiety they feel like you know they're not good enough to record themselves yeah or they feel like man am i even worthy to be recording myself here yeah yeah but the fact that like he did that and he has that to show for the process is amazing too
0: yeah it is so amazing i mean to even uh, go off of that like I know if I'm having a bad day and yeah. I'm supposed to record, like, a fitness tutorial or something, like, I won't even record it because right. I feel like I just have this bad energy and I'm just not going to get it out there. Yeah. And see, like, that's not even documenting the the process. That's literally, like, my bad mood is affecting my energy and I'm just not going to produce anything good. Right. So, I'm just going to hold off from it. So, for him to just, like, literally record the process and show, like, oh, my God, it's bad right now. It's like, damn, dude. Like, how... Where did you find like the mentality yeah. the the whole thing to do that? Cuz I feel like if I was doing a bad mood, I would try to find some way to cheer myself up
1: to showcase this thing. For but sure. now he just hit record and did it. Yeah, yeah. Damn, it's crazy. So, for you, what were or what was your favorite podcast if it's one, but if it was multiple, you could you could let me know too. <sighs> Ooh,
0: there's there's a lot of things that I like about a lot of different podcasts. Yeah. But One of my favorites was actually Feynman's. Okay. So our most recent guest, if you guys haven't tuned into his story, it's absolutely amazing. I highly, highly, highly recommend you go into it. But one of the reasons why I think it's amazing is because out of all of our guests, Feynman is probably the most personable to your own personal story as a listener if you're getting started with content creation right with with content creation maybe even just business in general if mm-hmm. that inspires you in that direction because a lot of our guests have actually like gone through the trenches and have figured out like how to get started how to do this and some of them like for example Randall have hit the finish line where it's like i've already built the business i've made the money i've got the family and it's like i'm on to the next thing yeah. but like when you go through that process already i feel like you develop a mindset or part of your mindset changes Um it's like you may you, you you probably won't be agreeing with yourself with the mindset that you started with mm-hmm. but for Feynman since he is at the start you get this like really raw nature of like this is how Feynman views the world right now this right. is how Feynman interacts with content interacts with his business this is what his love life looks like right now and it's so crazy to hear like all the updates and everything and I'll give you some numbers right now, but Feynman on that podcast told us he was making 2400 a month. Mm-hmm. And he just sent me a screenshot and just showed he's at $3,000 a month Damn. off of content creation wow. alone. And like that's not even his main business. His main business is an online coaching one like me. So he's making three grand on the side right now. And it's like- dude, what the heck?
1: Yeah. Like. No, it's crazy. And to add to that too, it's definitely relatable for people who are starting off, like you said, because we've had some incredible uh, social media guests like Ian, right? Yeah. But then when we met him, he was already at like 2, 2.5 million followers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like we're able to see the larger end of the spectrum where yep. someone like Ian where he too was at nothing and then he grew himself to 2.5 million. Um, But we missed a lot of that beginning that portion. That initial journey. Yeah. Right. But then for Feynman now, it's like we hit him right when he's starting it yep. and right when he's hitting that growth. So it's really cool how we can get all these different guests and we get like different perspectives on the journey.
0: Yeah, dude. I, I love that. Like I, I'm a really big fan of the start because I agree with the whole like your, your mindset is just very different from when you start. Like, I know I think very differently from, uh, as opposed to like when I got started. Yeah. And like, just hearing what Feynman is doing right now, it's just like, damn, dude, I'm rooting for you, bro. I hope you send this all the way. Yeah. And I hope you stick with it. And I hope like, if you make another
1: career out of it, like, I hope it's all in your favor, dude. Yeah, yeah. I love how these podcasts make it seem like these things are so much more attainable. Yeah. Especially because you're seeing it from a person right in front of you. Yeah. You know, so that's always nice. I know we talked about it in his podcast as well, but it's one thing to see metrics of larger influencers like Mr. Beast, but it's another to see smaller influencers who are growing to try to get to that level.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So definitely Feynman is up there in terms of one of my favorite podcasts hopefully we get them back and get some updates from (laughs) it like oh i guess we should just leak this now but we intend to definitely bring some of our guests back onto the podcast just as an update so if you guys have any questions you want to ask a specific guest feel free to email us dm Mm. us reach out however whatever the most frictionless uh route is and just let us know like we want these questions ready and now that you already know their stories we want to also be able to just like dive deeper into like you know their hobbies what they do for fun how they view certain things like are are they investing into like portfolios like what do you do on the side like all of those little things just help you understand and learn from a person better
1: yeah so if you're listening please send us a dm because i know jeremy and i were trying to make the series more interactive yeah and so Just off the top of your head, if you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking, oh, shoot, Randall, I want to ask him this or Feynman or Michael Romero or Ian Boggs, whoever, just send us a DM and then we'll we'll get like a spreadsheet and we'll have all the questions linked. But we're also going to start using our Winners Collective Instagram more, too, and we'll ask uh, we'll have like those um, stories where we'll have like, hey, we're interviewing this person. What questions do you want us to ask? Yeah. Um, but I think that's really great for the followers and the listeners to be able to have that opportunity because I know for me, man, if I was in an entrepreneurial journey and I had the opportunity to ask somebody like Randall something at the start of Winners Collective, I definitely would take advantage of that for sure.
0: Yeah. So now that we're extending you guys this limb, like, dude, Please take advantage of it. Like ask us to ask them and just like use our network on that channel for sure. Yeah. So uh, now that we kind of hashed out like some of our favorite podcasts, I wanted to like talk about our guests and what you think made them successful or what 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 do you think brought them to where they are today? So like uh, one of the easiest ones to look at is probably Randall because mm-hmm. he has more of an outlined success already and you already know what that finish line looks like so in your opinion what do you think drove Randall to his success and I guess maybe open up with a quick rundown
1: of what he actually does just in case you missed the Randall podcast so Randall's podcast was great because he walked us through the development of lift and I think it was especially interesting because lift did not start off as a clothing brand it started off as a personal training business which then turned into lift because that business was scaling much quicker than his personal training business. Mm-hmm. And I think for Randall, um, as he mentioned too, he had a lot of momentum with the release of new social media platforms. So yeah. if you didn't hear his podcast yet, he mentions you know at the time when LiveFit started, it was when Facebook was popping off. It was when people were sharing videos on Facebook and then that turned into Instagram. Yep. And then he was one of the first companies who jumped onto influencers you know and i'm sure you know jeremy you were part of uh his company for a while but in my perspective looking at that brand um from like a third party viewing in i felt like at the height of their success they had a really solid team of influencers yeah who i personally looked at i was like damn they got some sick athletes you know they had everybody at one point and so i feel like that was a huge part of their success but i also think it was you know randall's ability to market himself which ultimately yeah. helped him and so i feel like those are kind of the ingredients that i see
0: yeah agreed i think a big part of lifit's um rise was just it was a combination of everything like right place right time mm-hmm. so with that it was um social media companies like really coming out like instagram was still like you remember the icon it was like that brown looking thing like yeah the it's so ugly camera. dude <laughs> yeah it was just that and there was no videos yet it was just photos and then with Randall's background in like graphic design and photography and stuff it's like That was his thing. Like he was already a master at those crafts. So when this platform came out, he was already good at it and he could just jump in and now he has like a means to showcase his work. And then that translated over to his brand. Mm -hmm. And it was so easy for him to like connect with this audience of like, this is what my brand looks like. This is what it feels like. And then for him as a designer, he understood like what a mood board was Mm -hmm. and how to create this feel across photos. Right. And he was able to deliver that to people So when people saw that, it's like now you see like you have a really clear cut vision of what this brand looks and feels like. And I think that was one of the biggest factors that like really led to their success.
1: Right. I agree. And you were working with him for a couple of months, right? Yeah. Yeah what year was that?
0: I, I want to say like maybe 2017, 2017, 2017 2018. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like I was like off and on, maybe a little earlier, maybe 2015 too. Right. But during those years, like, I mean, even working with him, like one of the main reasons why he picked me up as a video editor and recorder mm-hmm. was because he liked my style and it right. resonated with his brand. Right. Like it worked for his brand. Like he saw that a mile away and just knew like, yo, I want you to make video ads like this for the brand. Like Mm. here's some athletes, let's book some dates and you just shoot them, get back to me and show me what you can do. And even then, like I can tell because of how picky he is, like sometimes I would give him a draft or my final draft and he'd be like, no, this ain't it. Like you gotta do this over. And yeah, like from one artist to another, like I can tell like, all right, he's very specific. It has to look a certain way. It has to feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I think that is another big factor to his success like his ability to just see and keep things cohesive all across the different
1: mediums right makes sense so follow-up question you kind of answered it half but i'm sure there's multiple but i was going to ask you like while you were working for him uh, what were kind of the qualities or the characteristics of randall that you believe helped him achieve success
0: a clear defined goal. Like number one utmost thing is like a clear defined goal. And he is like, he's able to understand what his goal is and what he's trying to achieve. Right. And then he's able to delegate and relay that back to his team. And he understands what he needs in a team to achieve that. Got it. So that's why he had like in-house photographers, in-house videographers. And it was really easy for him to just like develop a product, Put this product up like on the back end for everyone to see, everyone in the office, for all the creators, creatives to see. And it was just like, we need to market this. Right. And like everyone on the team already knew all right, this product is going to look good on that influencer, on that athlete. We're going to bring that athlete in. Um, Miguel, you do these photos, Mm -hmm. make it happen. And if you schedule the photos, it's a cool backdrop. Hit Jeremy up and make sure he does videos on this too. And on this product, if it's like, for example, the backpack, make sure you showcase all the zippers, how this works, how this uh, holds a certain thing, how it looks, how it's shaped. And on that same note, while you're doing that, make sure we get photos of this too. So it's not just for instagram but it will also double down in our brochure when we Mm -hmm. launch this too so it's like it's like so many different mediums but the whole in-house team understood exactly what randall was looking for and how to deliver it and i feel like to reach that level of delegation and um turnaround time i would say that's number two yeah but still focusing on this that's really really hard to do like you have to be a clear communicator for everyone to understand what your big picture is. Mm -hmm. And because he was good at that, now to number two, the turnaround time, it is so fast, dude. Like while I was working for him, some of our projects like would literally, we would start on Monday and we would have a whole campaign, a whole campaign Mm -hmm. ready by Tuesday. Damn. Like this is like videos, photos, ads, brochures, like pamphlets, stickers, like everything, the whole package, all in like one day
1: i think i remember seeing that actually when um he was posting on instagram it would be at his warehouse where he'd invite an athlete over yeah and then it would be like videographer shooting it and yeah. then right when they're done he would be like boom i'm gonna give it to the media people they're gonna work on it have it released by tomorrow like yeah. really quick yeah that's nuts bro. it's so
0: fast and then it's like the next day like a new product has finally shipped in because well while, while they work on shipping it maybe takes like Like five six months or something depending on what the product is right uh, obviously a bag is going to take more effort than a shirt yeah yeah like depending on what comes in it's like dude we're already working on the next campaign like we're already like lining it up
1: dude isn't it crazy though how like when that was happening i don't know maybe it was like 2012 2013 we were just entering college and We were just in a completely different place of like, man, school, studying, starting this four-year journey at UCI where there's other people like Randall who were literally doing their business and then they were seeing this new opportunity with Instagram and saying, this is a golden opportunity. Because I don't know about you, but when Instagram first came out, I remember downloading the app. I didn't really know what it was. I remember... There were some people who were like making fun of me because I would post and I would use like hashtags, yeah, like yeah. stuff in the the picture. And yeah. I didn't really see it more of just as a photo sharing app. Yeah. You yeah. know, but then I'm sure people like Randall who were already in business, they saw it and they're like, Holy shit, how can I turn this into a business? that showcases like my products, my pieces. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just wild. I, as you were talking, I was just thinking like, damn, what was I doing then? And it's like, man, I was at UCI. Just trying to figure out the whole college thing, my freshman year, trying to figure out the dorms. And while I was doing that, there was some dude who was just fucking grinding to build a brand off Yo. of Instagram, bro. It's crazy.
0: Right? Dude, that's like so mind-blowing. It's like, yeah, this dude was literally working on his like million dollar business it's i always make that comparison again comparison culture but it's like the reality of it is like after i graduated in 2015 yeah right 2015. Yeah. we got to remind ourselves <laughs> that was the same amount of time that randall took to really build up his business yeah so in the same four years i got my bachelor's in science <laughs> and randall got live fit oh man <laughs> to give you a perspective it's like uh, it's it's a really bad and rough comparison, but it just goes to show like if you're really working towards something every single day, like time is your most valuable currency and yeah. you got to really understand like what you're going after and why. Yeah. And then once you do that, it's a lot easier to stick to whatever it is that you're trying to chase, whether that is a degree or a business like Live
1: Fit. Yep, that's just the reality of it, man. We dedicated four years of our, our life to college. And then in that four years, somebody else dedicated something else and you know, he killed it. Yeah. Absolutely killed it. So mad props to Randall um definitely excited to get him back onto the podcast next year
0: yeah dude fingers crossed i mean I, i've already talked to him and he said he's down so now it's just gonna be a matter of like all right what do we want to talk about what yeah. do we want to line up so if you're listening to this right now this is your open call your open casting to just hey
1: <laughs> what do you want to ask randall let us know you know shoot your shot and then yeah. jeremy and i will look through it and if it's reasonable we'll definitely um ask him
0: yeah so on that same note of uh, social media, I think another cool guest to really break down is probably going to be Ian, Ian Boggs. So in that podcast, before Ian became the social media superstar that he is today, like there was actually this one moment where he was doing photography and wedding photography specifically. And he actually reached out to me and asked to do photos for me. So at Mm -hmm. this time I was like doing my fitness business. And he asked to just like, be a content curator for my brand, my business, my image. And at that time I was just doing so many different things. I couldn't delegate the tasks. I couldn't bring Ian on board Mm -hmm. and fast forward to today. He is this crazy, crazy social media superstar. Like what do you think were his little factors to success that brought
1: him up to where he's at now? Yeah. So for me, I could only speak on what I saw. Um, and so, from a third point of view i have been following ian ever since uci so Mm -hmm. this was way before he did the social media thing so yeah i was definitely there when he was doing the photography stuff Uh, i remember talking to him at uci and he came up to me and he was like dude i have so much respect for people who started businesses so much respect for you daniel you're doing winners collective it's hard and i was like bro you have no idea it's really hard Mm -hmm. and he was just saying like man it's it's Nice to talk to somebody about it because there's not too many people who were doing the entrepreneurship route. And so, you know, just to see him from there to where he is today. I mean, what I saw is a lot of testing, a lot of persistence, a lot of experimenting. Yeah. Until something hit and he just capitalized the fuck out of it and he went 110% into it and then got to a place where. He was so big where he was like, you know what? Fucking I'm going to do content I like to do now. And that's where he's at today. That's what I I've, I, saw.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I think one of the main contributing factors to his success is his, um, what's the right word here? His tenacity and his being of of just not being afraid to fail. Yeah. Like with, when you mentioned tests and testing content, like, Yeah. I remember him telling me like he was posting 10 times a day Mm -hmm. per day to just really see what works. And if you think of it from like a content creative perspective, like, dude, I struggle to just do
1: one post a day. Yeah,
0: This dude's making 10 pieces of content per day. Yeah, dude. And
1: even more than that too, it's also, you know, you got to realize posting 10 videos, like that's one thing too, but to post a video and have it flop and then keep going that's another thing you know and that's so hard I yeah. could yeah and I could say from personal experience too like hopping on a social media thing dude there's a lot of times where you spend time on a piece of content and then you post it and then it gets like a hundred views and you're just like fuck and yeah. like bro after you spend so much time and you post it yeah and it doesn't do well the first reaction is not I got to post nine more. It's <laughs> what am I doing wrong? You yeah. know? And like, 100%. am I even doing the right thing? And yeah. so that's the one thing I really do admire about Ian. It's the fact that I'm sure a lot of his videos flopped in the beginning. Cause that's yeah. just inevitable. Yeah. You know, like even today, like the largest influencers, you know, they'll have videos and then it'll do a lot less than whatever they normally do. You yeah. know, but to deal with that, And bounce back and continue for months and months and months after dude that's a whole other thing yeah that's a whole
0: nother thing and it's like i can't imagine like that whole trial and error process of figuring out like what really pops off and like what really works for him like that's so hard to stick to because so i guess shameless plug for myself but i started a bouldering channel yeah and i'm going through the motions of like creating videos for and stuff now and I haven't really shouted it out across like any of my other platforms. I was like, how hard is it to build from scratch? Right. And I can tell you right now, it's fucking hard. Yeah. Dude. It is so hard. <laughs> For sure. Like it, it takes like an arm and a leg effort to really like one record myself in mm-hmm. like a bouldering gym. Right. I'm like trying to clean my hands. It's like now I literally have chalk on my hands. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not trying to destroy my phone and stuff no way am I going to bring the camera in there to get chalk on that. Yeah. But recording myself is one thing. And then like bringing it home, chopping up the footage and like editing it to post it up. Like that's already another mission in itself. And now after I've gone through this process, since bouldering is a physical thing, like yeah. sometimes I can't do it. So it's like, Oh fuck. Well, I have no content now, but like now that I'm uploading, bro, going through like doing a climb itself, recording the video, editing the video and posting it is easily like up to four to five hours per like one piece of content and it's got like three views yeah and it's like holy
1: fuck dude like is this the right route dude exactly bro and i'm more so not youtube but for me it's like tiktok like you know i've been trying to do tiktok and it's the same thing bro it's literally hours to you know not just edit but like you said it's to shoot the content yeah and then it's thinking too like fuck how do i want to shoot this you know and like which angle or like how do i want the video to progress and yeah then once yeah. you have all that it's okay now i gotta fucking make the videos on the app and that tiktok app bro it's fucking hard to use sometimes bro like i'm not gonna lie and then you post it and once you post it you're like fuck dude i, I hope it does fine you know and yeah. then uh, some days you'll you'll get some some fish bites and they'll be like damn okay it's not bad yeah and then right when you think you're on a good pace boom (laughs) you'll post it'll be like what the fuck why did i get a hundred views only you know like what is this and then like
0: where'd the thousands go exactly the fuck and then
1: you you come back and you're like damn are people not fucking with this type of content or are they just not fucking with me or is the algorithm messed up and it's just a really crazy mental game and so i i'm right there with you bro i hear you and yeah it's just crazy to see how people like you and ian you went through all that and you've both kept going for, for years. Like for me, it's been what, I don't even know. Like maybe it's been a consistent 75 days for me now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I feel the pressure and the struggles that you've mentioned, but for you guys, it's like years, you know,
0: (laughs) years. Yeah. It's, I'll be honest. It is mentally draining and it's very scary to like, the scariest part is not actually starting and seeing those numbers, but more so, for me, I could say this is developing a business off of it. Right. And then seeing the numbers go down. Mm. That is fucking okay. scary. Because yeah. that's yeah. like, now the views, the likes, and the comments, those actually do have a direct correlation <laughs> to how business is going to be looking next month and the month thereafter. And it's like, if everything hits the fucking fan, then yeah, that's a clear indicator of foreshadowing of, yep, your business
1: may not be as hot anymore. See, that's a good point because I haven't really looked at it like that yet for me personally because the whole TikTok thing, I've been doing it more for like, Fun. Yeah. But then now that you mention it, it's like, damn, yeah, I could see how it could be a lot of pressure for sure. Yeah, it's like it's double the self-induced depression. The numbers
0: <laughs> go down, the finances go down. It's like, oh shit, it's I got crazy. Yeah. But I mean, so on that same note, like let's go back to Randall. Like, this is gonna be an interesting question. Mm-hmm. What do you think their future is going to look like? So Randall's future with LiveFit or more of just like Randall as Randall as an entrepreneur, like what, what do you what would you predict? I'm pretty
1: sure he's not going to be listening to this, but I don't know what shit he's yeah. like listening right now. <laughs> um, That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know him as well as you do. Uh, I just know him based off that single podcast, but I, man. Which
0: is which is good because now we get like an unbiased view of like, what, right. do you, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think for Randall, he's going to, I, I think, start pushing a lot more of like his personal brand because I feel like that's who randall is and like that's what his instagram is yeah and i feel like he's done a really good job of marketing himself because yeah. i mean just as an example i remember when he was selling prints of like quotes that he was saying and it was just flying off the shelves yeah, I yeah he was posting you know pictures and he was selling those pictures as prints and it was just flying off the shelves and i feel like he has a really uh, large audience yeah to the point now where you know, people are buying into his products because of him. Yeah. And so I agreed. don't know if uh, the success is gonna come from Lift or if it's gonna come from, you know, other businesses that he's part of currently. Yeah. Or if it's just gonna be him. You yeah. Know? And so it's gonna be interesting to see, bro, because I know as entrepreneurs when we sat down with them too, we we all shared struggles of business like what winners collective was going through yeah and then he shared some of the struggles too obviously his business is on a larger magnitude than winners collective mm-hmm. but it's like all problems that everyone's dealing with currently you know yeah and so it's going to be very interesting to see um what's in store for him but i feel like at this point though he's developed such a great audience that yeah. regardless he's going to kill it and i mean he's still killing it right now so that's mad props to him
0: yeah um, to add on to that, like with live fit, I can see, like right now it looks like he's developing a new team. Mm, not okay. just in terms of influencers but also in-house people too right like he's got a lot of new faces like some that i, I actually i think like almost all of them i have like no direct relationship with mm-hmm. in the sense that like previously like i've been there so frequently at headquarters and i got to know everybody but now it's like this completely new faces like right. i almost feel like a stranger walking in <laughs> like whoa uh, who are you yeah yeah and I think with the new team and the new set of uh, influencers, he's trying to rebuild the brand back up to what it is and just take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got a new warehouse. I saw that he was doing, like, a Spartan, like, training ah, thing. Yeah, I saw that. And then there was, like, Therabody involved, too. So now it's, right. like, he's not just using Live Fit like, as the clothing brand, like, for what it is, but more so as, like, a movement and momentum to be behind, like, all these other things that may be more mainstream. Right. So like Spartan runs, like you see that all the time. And yeah. it's, it's literally become its own like uh noun slash verb where people are like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm doing Spartan race. I'm training for that. Like yeah. that's the way you label
1: a race now. Yeah. I think that's smart because as social media is getting a little bit riskier too, for businesses, I think he's pivoting, like you said, into, into that direction, which I think is super smart because he has access to it yeah I'm sure there's a lot of brands who wish they could do that but they just don't have the contacts yeah but the fact that he does and he's capitalizing on I think that's really smart yeah and so I agree with you on that
0: yeah it's like this is his opportunity to take live fit from just what some people may look at it and see it as like a social media brand Mm -hmm. to now like a mainstream Nike, Lululemon, like competitor, because their literally their name is literally on the back of all of these other big events. Right, it's kind of like, like you know when you watch UFC and literally front center of the cage, middle of it, you just see Monster just right. right there. It's like that. Like he has built the brand up to where if he wants to get involved in one of these like bigger outings and things that people just really pay attention to he's built the brand enough to actually go and do it. So I think that's probably going to be the next step for live fit. And to add on to what you were saying about the personal branding stuff, I I agree with that. Like I can totally see him starting to pump out like more quotes, more branding. And it it just makes sense because I remember he would tell me like, despite the amount of athletes he had on, like Mm -hmm. it's when he mentions the brand himself that, does the most sales yeah if that makes sense yeah, yeah that makes so sense it's like yeah there's definitely a lot of people still tied to him as like the owner and like the movement mover if right that makes sense
1: right and i don't know because i haven't looked at the lift it instagram uh as of recent but do you know if i assume this is a case but i'm sure his personal instagram has more interaction likes, um, comments, as opposed to the LiveFit Instagram page, right? Yeah, yeah, agreed.
0: I think that's also just the nature of the platforms. Like, people are moving more towards, like, Real people, right? Than brands. And I think a, a big part of that is because a lot of brands have hopped on social media and mm-hmm. you can just tell from a mile away, this is an ad. Yeah. This is trying to get something from my wallet. It's yep. trying to, you know, exactly. It's just trying to pull it out over there. But then when you <laughs> see like a person, it's like, oh, okay. What you doing? Oh, you're hanging out with your kid. Oh, that's cool. Oh, she's cute. Like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. But yeah. when you, as soon as you see
1: like a t shirt on a stand, like, oh, Swipe away. Right, right. Yeah, so question for you, Jeremy. I guess with that being said, a key focus for both of us now is to build on our own personal identities. I know that's yeah. uh, something that we discussed towards the latter part of this year. Yeah. And so if I could ask you for this next year that's coming, 2022. Wow, that's so weird to say <laughs> it like that. You how- mean in two months? Yeah, I mean in two <laughs> in months, one bro. Month. And one and a half or half. something, bro. So how would you... Ideally, want your brand and social media to be conveyed for this next year. Like my own personal, your own brand. personal. Brand. Okay, yeah.
0: all right, yeah. I've been doing a lot of brainstorming on this. <laughs> I guess I'll let you guys in on it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I might as well. It's almost uh 2022.
0: All right, so. I'm trying to figure out how to use all the platforms okay and I mean you can interject at any moment and let me know if my thought process is wrong here or there's a better way to do something but the way I see things right now is for my Instagram like I've been using that as the main bread and butter to like really acquire new clients maybe right. it's still working but in terms of what I've been able to produce it's like I used to average 20,000 likes Whew, and yeah like, like like just just posting it's like there but now I'm, I'm struggling to break past five and that's because of the bigger introduction of reels and like more mm-hmm. short form video content and like the new wave of people moving in and older audience moving out. Because mm-hmm. even like on my analytics, it's like the audience says it's uh, 28 to, to 34 year olds. Like that okay. is my highest percentage. Right. And it's like, if you think about the people in that age, what... Are most of them going through having kids? Yeah. Like, once you have that post grad, yeah, post grad, getting new jobs. But, like, once you get to this chapter of your life, like, social media becomes less and less important for you Mm -hmm. just because life is moving in a different direction, unless you're doing this for a living, you know? But so now I'm trying to think, like, all right, what do people even want to see on my social media? And aside from, like, the general fitness stuff, I was like, maybe I just have to treat Instagram as its older platform, Mm -hmm. which was, when it first came out, like, it was more of, like, a photo diary for me. So, like, a journal of, like, hey, it's Jeremy. Like, this is what I do. This is how I'm having fun. This is what I, like, do over here. And this is what my family looks like. So, Mm -hmm. or, I'm celebrating an anniversary. So, I think Instagram's got to go back into that direction for me. Especially because I notice sometimes when people ask for my Instagram... And like, I like look at a stranger and I see how they perceive it. It's like, uh-huh. what what do you see when you hop on at Jeremy's ride? It's just like a bunch of fitness, like photos. And it's not necessarily me, the personality that you may have gotten to know in real life. So I was like, maybe that is why it's draining away from me.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. That That's a good, that's a good way. I could tell that you've done a lot of brainstorming. And also because we talk about it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Cause again, for you, this is like, your career you know yeah. and i'm sure you spend hours discussing and so you know a lot of people are saying now with the whole shift in instagram it's focusing more on reels so is that something that you you're going to start focusing more on too in 2022 um reels
0: i i don't know but if you're going to s- translate that over to short form videos mm-hmm. i think i'm going to do more short form videos but it depends on like what platform it goes on so So we have Instagram, right? Instagram's going to be more of that short form diary for me. And now we also have TikTok. And when we make TikToks, it's also the short form video content. And I think over on TikTok, that's where I get the chance to kind of explore new ventures and just test out new things. And I think one of my biggest weaknesses is when I test out new things, I always think about how I can tie and bring it back into my online coaching business. Mm. But I was like, what if I just let that go? and I just pursue what I'm genuinely curious in and just see like where that takes me. Because who knows, maybe I like play Smash, I love it so much and I just start pursuing that and then all of a sudden people love the personality that plays this game more than people love the online coaching Jeremy. And it's like, oh shit, this is a whole new career in a different avenue.
1: Right, yeah, so that was gonna be my follow-up question. It was gonna be, so if you could decide on what type of content, what type of person people perceive you as, what would it be like? What would be the ideal <sighs> Jeremy Shry? Like, because like you said, because yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you like, oh, for 2022, do you want to be known as, you know, the fitness enthusiast online coach again and just, you know, bring the content that's, you know, a lot better or improved from this past year? Or do you want to branch out to now Jeremy Shry? He's an online coach, but he's also an athlete. What yeah. is an athlete like bouldering. You know, he also does tennis. He also does boxing, you know, I could list all this shit that this fucking guy has started and he's been trying to like drag me into, but I'm like, bro, I can only handle lifting right now, but I'm just, you know, so I'm just curious because I think that is one of your many talents. Uh, I know I've told you this before as a friend too. It's like, damn, you are one person who I know personally who has the ability to pick up things really fast but also progress in it really fast, Mm -hmm. but also, also get really good at it and fall in love with it and also, also, also have a body that can keep up with it because all of those factors are very important, bro. Because you know me, I tried bouldering. It was really fun, Um, but I was also working out and had my fitness goals and then they were kind of like conflicting. Yeah, yeah. And then after I did a lot of uh, like the climbing, I was like, damn, my wrist is a little fucked up so I can't even work out for the next few days. And it was just really hard to balance it yeah but i feel like for you like you have like this super athlete gene where you can do various things so what is the ideal jeremy shry you want to be known as for next year you know
0: like if i had all the money in the world and like the production and the means to do it one of my favorite shows watching in high school growing up was uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, right? (laughs) I love that. (laughs) You remember that? Yeah, Yeah. Bill, Bill, Bill. But anyways, like the cool thing about that show was every episode that came on was like, Bill will just kind of come in here and just teach you a new concept and show you applications for it. Yeah. So if I think, if I had to drop everything aside, like if I could focus on things that I really love and teach nuances into like each and everything, I think I would, love that as a career so imagine like mm. me on discovery channel i have my own like we'll just call the show jeremy doing things yeah was that, yeah. that literally an instagram account that exists right now but yeah. it's like like today i'm gonna be doing fucking tennis and like as a beginner like i can literally teach you how i got started with tennis like yeah you can get a tennis coach you can do this but after spending all this time learning tennis i can tell you like if you want to learn tennis the fastest way possible, you need this tool. You need this. These balls matter. You need to find the right racket. And I, was getting, I can just, like, teach you all of this. And it's, like, imagine if you watch me and I'm entertaining enough for a whole hour to mm-hmm. teach you how to play tennis. All of a sudden, you're inspired to go play tennis. Like, dude, I would love to do that. And then, like, bouldering. Yeah. So you said for your fitness goals, bouldering is conflicting, right? And I, I agree. Like, if you come into bouldering and you have no structure and you don't know, like, what to really do you're essentially just climbing like, and and like if you do improper technique, like you're done in 10 minutes, like your forearms are so pumped and it doesn't even feel like you can hold on to anything no more, right? Right, right. Yeah, so now that I've like really fallen in love with this, like I've literally created a workout structure and I've integrated that back to like my own at-home workouts. Mm -hmm. So now like I literally work out and I boulder almost every single day and I've just found this balance of sustainability of like, This is how I'm going to maximize my performance and like actually
1: increase the talent on this other end. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good approach, bro, because you are very good at teaching because, I mean, even boxing. When I first started, you you were the one who walked me through the basics, (laughs) you know, and then now like you started bouldering and you started a YouTube channel. I feel like you genuinely enjoy learning things and then talking about it and improving on it. So man, I think that's a, a really good idea. I mean, I, I know you said that's something you want to do when you know production and everything is there. <laughs> the money is there, but I, I also feel like that's something you could do now too. And I, I feel like that's something that you were doing before at one point, right? Like yeah. kickboxing, boxing and all that stuff. Yeah. The,
0: the, the challenge is like, I need to find someone. So if you're listening and you want to help in on this and you want to talk equity or something, <laughs> let's do it. But I need to just find someone or a team that can help me, do all the back end stuff, the editing, the, mm-hmm. the post-production and like getting it out there. So then that way I can just focus on learning right. and doing more. And that way it's like, dude, we'll have endless content. Like there's yeah. so many dumb things I'm interested in. <laughs> like for example, I would love to fucking destroy Feynman in Smash Bros. <laughs> 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 like, to to date, dude. Like, when we play Smash Bros, I've literally never won a single game against him. Like, he is that good. And he says he's not that good compared to pro players, but it's like, it's, imagine the gap there. So, it'd be, imagine, bro, like, for, like, a whole hour, you see me teaching you how to play Smash better and it's like, bro, this is what I'm doing to beat Feynman. Feynman yeah. And you can learn how to do it, too. Like, like these are all interesting things, but like the act of like recording post producing it and then like generating a new idea and stuff like all of those take a ton of time. And that's yeah. why this idea has not executed itself mm, yet. But okay. yeah, so I, w- I would need a ton of help. But I think the ideal thing to do is I would love to just be able to teach other people things that I'm passionate about. Right. Like, that just sounds so
1: fun to me. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a dream, right? to to be like one of those. um, There's like specific names for people like that, right? There's a lot of like YouTubers who they'll guide people through like a specific sport or something. But I feel like you do so much. Yeah. Like you do a lot.
0: So my problem is it's not niched like it's it's so broad like one day like what if i teach you swimming here i teach (laughs) you tennis there and i teach you how to write cursive here like i have like yeah some things that people don't know about i have this amazing pen collection like i've owned every (laughs) single pen dog i've tried like 0.2 0.38 like i literally just have this vast knowledge of just random things that may or may not benefit anyone else really yeah and it'd be really cool to find a way and a means to showcase like that platform like that's That I guess that would be like an end dream career goal. Like if I (laughs) could make a living off of that, like that would be insane. Like I'd just be, I'd be permanently happy all the time, dude. (laughs) Yeah. But all right,
1: you heard it here. I'm gonna watching your progress for 2022 i'm excited to see how it's going to take its course
0: i i I mean i don't know dude i have no idea how to do that but if anyone wants to help i need the help on that and if you see if you potentially see a career in producing a (laughs) show like this like let's fucking let's cast it team up let's team up let's do jeremy doing things and (laughs) uh, it'll be fun i promise i promise (laughs) but yeah like So where, where it's at right now with like business and everything, like I'm basically just trying to make the most out of every platform and I'm trying to do it with intent. And sometimes I feel like the intent, for example, like of leading it back to like online coaching is actually sabotaging the potential to create something new and maybe even better than Mm, what it is. Right. Yeah. Like Feynman said some things that like really hit home and this is like real truth. And he was like, dude, when I see fitness on social media, it's like a thankless job. Like Mm -hmm. you can put out a plus gold material and some people don't even like it. Like yeah. as in like double tap. Like they read it, they look at it and it clicks with them. They internally appreciate it and they swipe away and like that's yeah. it, it's done. They don't even comment like nothing. And it's like, bro, you're right. <laughs> you're yeah. Honestly right. Like I'm like I'm seeing that more and more as like time progresses. So I was like, man, we got to figure out the next thing.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with you there, man. I agree. Yeah. How about how about you, man? For me, the <laughs> goal is 2022 I and mean, yeah. anything I can do as a partner to help you out too. And <laughs> let me think about this. So for 2022, I definitely want to continue with um, TikTok for sure. Um, and I think more than anything, what I want to get out of TikTok is I just want to get more confidence. And I know that's that might sound kind of funny. But when I say confidence, it's a mixture of not just like self-confidence, but also confidence in um, really putting myself in situations where I don't care what other people think, yeah. you know? And I think you mentioned this in the podcast uh, earlier, but it's like how we were a couple months back to how we are now. You yeah. Know? Like at the beginning of the year, I mean, Jeremy could vouch for this, but I was like super anti social media. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I just didn't want to do it. And just a lot of, um, you know, anxiety that went through it. And yeah. I mean, I still have the anxiety right now, you know, mm-hmm. but it's definitely um, gotten better. And for twenty twenty two, I just want to continue to push out content and I just enjoy doing it because it allows me to be creative. Yeah. And I realized once I kind of like put the guard down and stopped caring about what other people thought, yeah. The ideas started to come more frequently inside yeah. my head. It was almost like previously I was in like this content jail where I was just restricting my mind into like one area that it just didn't really have the opportunity to kind of like branch out. Yeah. But now that, you know, I'm putting myself in different situations, it's allowing me to kind of experiment and try to like put out stuff I I genuinely enjoy. And so for 2022, I just want to keep that going. You know, I want to keep experimenting, keep posting other stuff out there. um, And hopefully I could find something that I just enjoy doing. Yeah. Uh, i mean it's still pretty early for me uh, i think it's yeah. it's like day i don't even know the exact but like 75 like a month and a half
0: Sheesh, but, yeah. um
1: yeah i just want to keep that going and have a a personal brand develop around who i am as a person too you know because yeah. ultimately that's going to help with this podcast yep. uh, winners collective and that's the main fucking goal right now yeah you know, that is the main fucking goal so
0: exactly Yeah. You know but yeah i think that's going to be it for this podcast we're going to have a little bit of sad news before we close mm-hmm. out here today. This is actually going to be the last podcast forever. I've yeah. <laughs> Long dramatic pause. Yeah, pause, pause, pause. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. This is going to be the last. The, 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 this is going to be the last podcast for the year. But that's because Daniel and I want to double down and work on getting you guys visual footage. So when we start up season two. You can actually see us talking. You can see us speaking, interacting, and actually just have a video to accompany with what we're saying and stuff. Because I know we've been getting a few inquiries about that, and we want to make sure like we're covering all bases. And then we can actually open up to YouTube. Like right now, we have no means of going onto YouTube because it'll just be a plain <laughs> black screen, and you don't you won't even see nothing. You know? Yeah,
1: just voices. Yeah, and to add on top of that too, we also want to take this break because uh, Jeremy and I. You know, it's obviously the holidays when I spend time with family and yeah. then we also want the listeners and I'm sure everybody who's listening, they're going to spend time with uh, friends and family as yeah. well. And so that's very important and it's an important time of the year. And so we just want to close it out with that. And it's crazy because if you think about it, Jeremy, we've been going nonstop with this for, uh, I think we said, what, three and a half months now, like three literally months, yeah. every single week yeah. um, we've met every single week we've also edited every single week and we've also done promos every single week and so you know i think it would be good for us to also kind of like take that break but also like jeremy said we want to use this time to really regroup and try to bring visuals because yeah i feel like that's going to be really fucking cool
0: yeah we just want to take this to like the next level for you guys and it's like it's way too hard to try to scale and like work on the same thing at the same time yeah. so we promise you especially to you our monthly donators who have yes. been supporting us like we're not just disappearing we're not just checking out we will enjoy ourselves and spend time with families like we promise you we're taking care of ourselves but at the same time we're going to come back better than ever. And season two is going to be absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah. And the donations too, we haven't spent it yet. We're accumulating it. And Jeremy and I are, you know, sitting down and trying to discuss what the best way to allocate the funds are for Kava. future improvements. I'm <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> Kava, but we'll use our own money for that. But for the donations, you know, Jeremy and I, were really trying to figure out, man, what can we invest in? Um, I know with the visuals, it's going to be a lot harder in terms of the workload and also the equipment as well. Yeah. You know, we appreciate the people who have donated the money and don't worry, we're not spending it on random shit. Like we're not buying candy and alcohol (laughs) or whatever, but you -uh. know, we're really going to try to figure out how to use it to uh, improve this podcast.
0: Yeah. We're going to come back bigger, better, and just stronger than ever. And we're just going to, we just want to deliver quality content for you guys, because without your support, like we would not be where we are today. So thank
1: you guys so much for that. Yeah. We appreciate it. And for this week, this final podcast, Jeremy of the year, what kind of emoji would you like our listeners to leave on the last post of winners collective Instagram page?
0: Ooh, do you know if Android users have the handshake emoji? Or is that an iPhone only thing? Wait, we
1: did the handshake emoji for last the last one. Oh, we we, we yeah, did do we a did. handshake emoji. Yeah. Oh, what the hell? What about like should we do like a Christmas tree or like a Santa Claus? Like I I'm sure Android has that, like to close out the year for the holidays or Oh
0: yeah. Okay. Do a Christmas tree. Christmas tree? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're like super early, but because it won't make sense to everyone else. When we see you put that Christmas tree, we know you're here with us on the podcast and you made it all the way to the end. Okay. So drop yep. that. Yeah. Drop it on the Winners Collective page. That's at Winners Collective on Instagram. On Is it on TikTok too? Yep. On TikTok, wherever you find us, we will find you there. Thank you so much. That's going to be it. I'm out. And uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. Yep. And Christmas. And New Year's. And we'll holidays. Yeah. And like and everything. <laughs> and Hanukkah.
1: <laughs> we'll see you guys. Peace. Later. And on one final note. Just wanted to remind everybody that brand new episodes are released every Monday at 8.20 a.m.
0: And while I still have your attention, if you've been enjoying these episodes, I just want to let you know that you can actually support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. You can go as low as 99 cents for a monthly contribution of all the way up to $9.99. We don't make any money right now, but every little bit helps, and we appreciate any and all support. Thank you so much.